Hey everybody, it's Rob Scott from UC Today and to, here we are again uh, for our March monthly Microsoft Teams update with Tom Abuthnot. Uh, welcome Tom. Yeah, hey morning Rob, how's it going? Yeah, very good, thanks, very good. Uh, looking forward to this one uh, today, Tom. Uh, lots happening in the world, lots of crazy things I'd never expected in my life uh, to see. So uh, the first uh, thing we're going to talk about today is uh, Microsoft Teams and how they're handling the uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, epidemic. So what's yeah. uh, what's life, life like from your side? Yeah, well, I guess the, obviously first and foremost, it's, you know, loved ones and families and all that stuff. But also people are trying to do the best they can to get along and remote working is a big part of that. And therefore Teams is a big part of that for lots of people. So um, you'll be unsurprised to know there's been some pretty crazy growth in, in usage of Microsoft Teams. Uh, Microsoft announced that they've had 500% increase since Jan 31st and uh, they're going to announce some more figures I think shortly to show the scale of the growth but it is um, wow. absolutely crazy in terms of so many orgs that have Office 365 and are entitled to Teams but didn't have active remote working are now flipping over. So, so for example one of our customers enabled 60,000 users in a week for full service, like that kind of pace of wow. uh, let's just enable everybody and get it get it going. Uh, so yeah, unprecedented growth. I'm sure it's the same on other platforms as well, but uh, yeah, pretty crazy the, the things that are happening around the world, but at least we have some of this technology to sort of mitigate some of the impact. Absolutely, and we're seeing that from our side, our website, uh, it's lit up like a Christmas tree at the moment in terms of traffic um, mm. because everyone's looking at working from home technology and Microsoft Teams is right in the middle of that conversation and those searches on Google. So when you say 500% increase in Microsoft Teams, I mean, they've got a 20 million daily active user kind of statistic or number at the moment, have they? So yeah. would you potentially times that by five? So the 500% is load. So you've got to bear in mind that that is meetings being used more. So that's load on the infrastructure rather right. than number of users. Um, okay. However, I would expect that daily number to go up significantly. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think we'll find out in the coming weeks what that number's gone up by. But it's, it's really the switch in everybody doing meetings that's the big load increase. So that's interesting from a Microsoft point of view because the infrastructure has to handle that and, and they're fortunate in a way that they're a cloud provider as well. They've got all the Azure capacity so they, they can just branch out. So if you're a if you're a meetings provider and you're not a cloud provider, you have to go to AWS, Rackspace, Amazon, uh, sorry, Azure, Google and scale out. And I'm sure those other platforms are doing that too um, to, to deal with their demand increases. Yeah, this is a real test for cloud infrastructure, though, isn't it? Because everyone just assumes it's it's infinitely scalable, it's elastic, it's agile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But literally, the demand is so high and and it spikes so fast that this is truly a, uh, you know, well, it's it's really shining a light on the true scalability of these these cloud platforms. It, it really, really is, and like that, that, you know, obviously, this is all maths and commercials so everybody sells it thinking there's a certain utilization rate so now they're being put to the test you said this was licensed for this many users then i can use it this many users concurrently that's how it works 
Um, yeah. and, and there have been a few, I think we should talk about there have been a few blips in service clearly as Microsoft have scaled up. So there's been some like you know, modalities or a, a 10 minute period where we can connect to meetings. There were some load balancing issues on the back end. Um, Microsoft put an announcement out saying they're reducing the speed of presence updates and the little typing notification you know when you're typing a chat because that kind of uh, compute is really expensive at scale so rather right. to keep it all stable they're just throttling back some of those things and on some conferences they're throttling back video resolution um, if they have to as well so they, to keep the scale going they're kind of balancing uh, features as well which is interesting yeah and it sounds like a very sensible approach because if you you've got that strain on your platform and your infrastructure uh you've you've got to make those moves you can't just let it fall over and completely disrupt the, <laughs> the world no so no it, and, and it none of those none of those features are kind of you know in, in the strictest sense business impacting it's like well my yeah. presence might update slightly slower and it doesn't really matter uh, wow. i also think it's yeah. it's pretty interesting that microsoft have uh, offered six months free as well which is at a time of scaling again it's just like like anybody can use this for free for six months they've given it free to the nhs i understand as well which is 1.5 million people so like they are not just dealing with the load they sold but they're dealing with anybody who wants to come along as well yeah which is just un unimaginable how how much uh, additional load that's going to put on the infrastructure uh compute and everything else so uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to see those numbers as, as they come out so maybe by the time they this video goes out that those numbers uh might actually be available but um we'll post it we'll put it in the notes if uh, as soon as it as soon as they do announce those numbers but uh really interesting and you're you're quite close to the front line tom in terms of customers you know how are they acting in the enterprise are you mentioned you know they are literally rating home and putting some you know pretty big numbers on on microsoft teams to work remotely so well, what's the kind of feeling out there at the moment yeah it's um like like lots of the orgs we work with by their nature are more prepared for this like because we do this stuff all day every day um but we're certainly seeing a big push to um from skype server to teams so obviously server you build it you have a modeling uh, where you think this many people are going to work from home you usually don't model for a hundred percent of your users to work from home so you've got to think about firewalls and internet bandwidth not just the server capacity so lots of customers that have office 365 are lighting up teams in parallel just to deal with the meeting workload to scale it out um, and, and lots of customers are coming to us for a bit of support not just on technology but on culture like how how do we deal with the yeah we used to let people like work at home on a wednesday occasionally now we're thinking we might be multiple weeks or months 100 percent from home how do we deal with that piece of the puzzle not just the tech yeah and any top tips uh for any kind of business looking to, to move to teams quickly scale that fast anything that you would say that uh, really to bear in mind uh yeah i think like like it's not that difficult to turn on fast um, there's a few kind of security and governance things that you need to think about in terms of where the data is and everything else but like technically you can turn this on pretty quickly um, 
think about like uh, how you communicate to your users what's available how they use it best practice um lots of people are going to be working from home we don't have the perfect space to work from home or have a headset or uh, you know so you know mute uh, using mute diligently if you're in a low bandwidth scenario maybe you don't use video because actually if as long as the audio is fine it's fine um but i think mostly it's just give users flexibility and understanding like everybody's dealing with this trust your workers like people are going to have to deal with family commitments the schools are closing on friday so the, the overriding thing for me is empower and trust while we go through this and and like your users your 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 organization are all going to mostly be wanting to do the right thing we know this from remote working if you trust people and give them in power they'll they'll get their job done so i think it, this might be a big shift for the whole world on how much respect there is to working from home and not seeing because you're in the office you're working like, i think that will change from this I'm, I'm really glad you said that because i i echo that i think it's transformational for uh the business world um for the companies that haven't really gone through that digital transformation process um it's really gonna uh you know shine a light on 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 the why why a lot of businesses are doing this and and the people working from home um it's it's just got got to move that that way now and it's um we've got to be able to deal with situations like this but uh, i think yeah absolutely so it's a great the positive in it is really just you know that this technology is available and it's it, it it can help you in situations like this so yeah i mean mm. if this was pre-decent cloud platforms this would be a different conversation because like, like there'd be a few businesses that had a server or equivalent in their environment and could get away with this but if 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 like, say these orders could just flick on a hundred thousand seats like that like you can't do that with server so this is a, a in some ways a really interesting time for the cloud yeah, yeah. I don't think you could have done it with a cool diver back, you know, twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You would have, you would have been at a standstill. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's another. I mean, it's a massive month for Microsoft Teams, uh, given that what's happened and how they're dealing with that. So respect to Microsoft for what they're doing. That they are really trying hard, uh, and um, and and equally, Bill Gates has as uh, recently kind of left the business, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's come off the board now, so he's going to do full-time philanthropy stuff. Obviously, that that's a good place for him to be and be focusing his energies. To be honest, I mean, clearly, if you look at Microsoft growth rates, if you look at the stock, they're in very good hands at the moment with Satya Nadella. So I think he probably feels comfortable. It's all going in the right direction, to be honest. Yeah, given that you know Bill Gates is a, a real a fantastic philanthropist, he, I imagine he's a very, very busy man right now. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, good luck to him. Well, moving on from uh, COVID-19 and coronavirus, what else is happening in the world of Microsoft Teams, Tom? Yeah, so everything a little bit secondary to that, but there's still other things going on. So we got an announcement about device management in the Teams Admin Center. So Microsoft have been working to expand their device portfolio. They have obviously all the USB type devices, they have IP phones, they have Microsoft Teams rooms and they have a new type of device, which is called a collaboration bar, which is an Android based bar that sits on top of a monitor. Think like a sound bar with a camera built in basically. Uh, and what they're doing on the Teams admin center is giving you a place to manage your IP phones, your collab bars, and eventually your Microsoft Teams rooms in different sections, applying policies, controlling them. So just tidying up that management experience for those devices. Great. Those, those devices are, are naturally those 
you know, third-party vendor devices um, that yeah, have been yeah, developed. But yeah, Yealink is GA, so they've got one that's available right now, and Poly is not far behind with their bars um, in terms of releasing. So, And they're a really nice play for like a a small two or three four person kind of huddle space because they're they're android so you don't have to worry about windows so much they, they're sort of plug and play uh they're somewhere between a, a like a bigger room and a an ip phone with a camera so it's a, it's a nice middle ground and they cost in very well obviously great stuff and you you've obviously looked at the device management solution what, what any standout features there that you'd say um really kind of you know, add some add, add some good value. Yeah, I think the big thing is it's all in one place. Like that, that's the play. Is you've got these different vendors, um, all bringing different solutions to the market, and Microsoft's trying hard to make the admin experience consistent. Uh, there's a there's a counterpoint to that, which is a lot of the devices have custom abilities that require their software to configure. So there's still some kind of tidying up in this space to do between does does the Teams admin tend to do everything for every device, or does it do 90% and you still need the poly software for this or the Yaling software for that. Um, but it's definitely a step forward. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And there's also a PowerShell uh, new feature um, just been released. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So it's a new PowerShell module. So uh, module is just the way they package the command line stuff for Teams. And it's been a few months since we've had a general release of that. Um, the big thing there is um, resiliency and robustness. So the PowerShell hits an API called Microsoft Graph. Um, as that gets under load, that might throttle your experience. And the PowerShell now just seamlessly deals with that. Um, but it was just a good reminder as well that Microsoft are not just have the web UI, but have a command line admin experience, which is, again, useful for kind of scale scenarios. Excellent. And uh, a really interesting one. You mentioned uh, was stream video recording uh, in your recent blog. Um, just tell us about that. I'm quite interested on it. About yeah. This. I'm super excited for this. So, so Stream is Microsoft's corporate YouTube, basically. Like they wouldn't call it that, but that's what it is. Like it's it's YouTube blocked into your org. Um, and what they've added on the mobile apps is the ability to record directly in the app and post. So they're enabling, and I think this is, you know, we've seen this from like, if you look at the workplace by Facebook type stuff, they talk a lot about like this kind of more informal experience of the exec should just be more personable, talk to the camera, say what's going on in the business. Um, that's a big cultural shift as well. But this enables that in a very simple mobile first way. Right from the app, you can record, you can edit the video, you can filter, you can highlight, you can literally take different sections, put them all together, one push up to stream, and then you can share that Yammer, share that in Teams, wherever you want to. Uh, I love video as a way to communicate, particularly, in, again, in times like this, yeah, you can send an email out to all your staff saying that like you care, um, but how much more powerful is video in terms of emotion and experience? Yeah, absolutely. For, for, for fully immersive experiences, a lot of the vendors call it. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. This is great. So in, in terms of um, the mobile experience, what you're saying is that you can really do it all from a mobile app now and it's it's a, the editing and, and, and sorting out the video is, is much, much easier. Have you personally experienced it yourself? Yeah, yeah, I've got it. It's generally available, so I've played with it. Um, so, yeah, you um, like you can literally you know, on the videos and highlight. So if you were showing something like a manufacturing update, you could 
do a circle on the video right on the mobile app and send that video straight away um, you can switch cameras so you go back and front camera so it, i think it's a great opportunity for like a, a more informal quicker comms between you and your business so you see lots of and we work with lots of big enterprises they're very good at the quarterly like well-lit perfect ceo update and that's great um, but you can intersperse that with actually a little bit less formal, like this is the real world, this is what's going on. And this enables that without like a massive media team and a massive production budget. So really yeah, kind of democratizing that experience. Yeah, that's really cool. And I suppose the, the use cases, uh, you know, there's lots of them, but I mean, for frontline, first line workers, uh, you could potentially use this, you know, on the front line to uh, you know pass video back and forth between your teams remotely uh, absolutely yeah you can yeah you could record and sync up and the nice thing is because it's done in app it doesn't hit your device like camera roll so lots of companies don't like people recording on okay. mobile and then posting because that goes to iCloud or goes to Google. I mean, it's it's secure, but it's a different place and from GDPR and ISO, you have to consider that. If you keep it all in app, it doesn't hit that camera roll. So it doesn't hit iCloud or Google. So it's a little bit more compliant and secure from that point of view too. Very nice, very nice indeed. Well, I'll have to have a look at that personally. So just to round things up, Tom, the events have all been postponed, disrupted, uh, that we were due to go to. Um, yes. Uh, what's your feelings on, on the events coming up? We, it's all a bit uncertain at the moment, but what's your perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the right thing to do. Uh, it's, it's, it's tricky for the industry, but I think we'll see a lot more online announcements, video announcements. Um, I, I wonder... It, it will have some kind of lasting impact for people to realize that online is a, is a way to do things. But we're, I'm right in the middle of the virtual MVP summit, um, which is normally an in-person event, a couple of thousand people. The, 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 the team have been great pulling it together. The content's been good. But definitely there is a vibe of people missing the corridor chat, the behind the scenes chat. Um, yeah. So the question, the question we're having with our peers is, can you replicate some of that? online like do you have a virtual drink session do you make sure you schedule for the effectively the corridor chat so you give another 20 minutes between sessions where everybody just overruns and hangs around um yeah. so i think there's there's two like physical events are not going away because clearly there's a reason to get together um, but i think there'll be more thought on virtual events about how you emulate or replace some of that ad hoc uh, kind of you know serendipitous com communication between people yeah, absolutely. You, you know, we've got a use, uh, virtual UC summit and uh, we're going to be launching again later on in the year around September time. And one of the things we're bringing to the party is virtual networking uh, in a similar kind of vein to what you were just talking about then. It's, you know, pre-session or post-session kind of just open video networking. It's very cool. Yeah, um, I think there's, some, there's definitely something in that. And it's like like a, a in, internally at Modality, we've, we've implemented these kind of e-coffee breaks which are just like two people brought together who wouldn't normally talk spend 15 minutes i think you have the same concept in a conference maybe like there's no reason for these two people to talk but hey you've been paired up to have a quick chat if you want um it's kind of forcing that corridor bump into each other type scenario i think yeah absolutely there's not many companies out there with this kind of virtual networking av available but um as i was looking around the marketplace there wasn't so many but um I'm sure we're going to see more and more going forward. So, so it becomes more and more 
uh, real, you know. Yeah, and a little bit less like, I mean, us people in this industry, we're used to that kind of stuff. So we can, you know, deal with jumping on the video call ad hoc, but that's quite tricky for some people. So kind of giving an excuse or a reason or it's okay to just have a, a conversation about the weather, but just make contact. That kind of cultural shift is interesting. Mm, absolutely. Well, Tom, thank you very much. I know you're a very busy man, so I'll let you get back to it. But um, great March update, lots happening. I'm sure we're going to hear lots and lots more from Microsoft. So stay tuned, everyone. Uh, and thanks very much, Tom. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Cheers.